Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh. This is episode number six. This week on the episode, we've got an interview with Christian from the band Loose Talk. You'll probably recognize Christian and Dion from the band Anne Berlin. Um, Loose Talk has been their side project for a little while, and now it's really becoming a, a primary focus. So we got a chance to talk to Christian and discuss the new single, uh, plans for the band, plans for the future, and kind of what it's like to almost start over. You know, they're coming from a, a band that's very well known. The The name recognition is definitely there for a lot of people. And, you know, starting a project with a different sound, not the same people, um, and kind of building it from the ground up. In the description below, I'm going to have a link to the lyric video for their new single called Iron Heel. Um, I'm also going to play you a small snippet of that coming up next, and then immediately following that, we'll jump into the interview. Um, definitely would like to hear your guys' feedback on the song. Um, you know, Let us know kind of what you think of the new sound, um, the different sound. It's not necessarily a new sound for them, but, uh, you know, it's a different sound than what you're probably used to if you're an Amberlynn fan. Um, but yeah, let's get into Iron Heel by Loose Talk and then our conversation with Christian. Basically, we're, we're going to start off with the standard, just every interview question that you've had for the entire length of your career. Uh, name, what you do in the band, and, and kind of, uh, you know, a little bit of background. All right. It's Christian McCauley. I think I play guitar in Loose Talk, and I've been playing professionally probably 20, almost two decades now. Uh, started in a band called Acceptance based out of Seattle, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, and then uh, transitioned into Anne Berlin in about the mid-2000s, and then was in that band until we started having talks about separating, which was about 2014, and that was about the time that we met on the bass player and I had uh, started kind of working on a side project, which is now the main project. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I've been listening to you um, pretty much since Accepted, you know, like um, uh, I can remember all the way back to high school, checking out Accepted, and then one of my first concerts ever actually was uh, Amberlynn with, I want to say you were with Bayside in Indianapolis at just a little crap hole theater called the Emerson Theater. That would have been back wow. in like 2004, 2005, somewhere around there. So, 
Um, Dang, yeah, that was that was before my time in the band. Yeah, I joined about 2007. Right. My first, actually, my first tour with Amberlin was with Bayside, though. Oh, nice, nice. And maybe yeah. I'm off on the year. Maybe you know, it could have been, I guess, a little later, but. Um, yeah, so definitely, you know, been familiar with, obviously, Accepted, Amberlynn, and now um, yeah. getting a little more familiar with, with Loose Talk. Um, I guess for, for fans that aren't familiar with or didn't know that you you guys started this project, um, you know, you said it, it happened in about 2014 when you guys started talking about the, the break from Amberlynn. Um, was it just like a... I guess at that time, before that happened, I guess, was it kind of just like a little pet project, you know what I mean? Or or was it something you guys were kind of playing with the idea of creating uh, uh, outside of there? When it came, so when it comes to Amberlynn, uh, you know, basically at that time, everybody in the band, besides Dion and I, had their own side project that they were working on. Steven had been doing Anchor and Braille uh, for a few years. And Nate had started uh, working on a project with his now brother-in-law, which is Tim, uh, one of the guitar players in Under Oath. And then a good friend of theirs, Reed, who was touring at the time with uh, Say Anything, the three of them started working on a project called Carolhood. And uh, Joey had had a project that was uh, basically just a solo project where he record, he played and recorded everything himself. It was called Thin. And uh, Dion and I have a lot of similar music, musical taste, if you will, a lot of blues background, and are into, you know, some kinds of metal, stoner metal, if you will, uh, and, and had kind of started dabbling in playing uh, around town, like play covers and stuff like that. It's like some bar band sitting with his brother that plays drums with a lot of uh, talented musicians in that St. Petersburg, Tampa Bay uh, area, and uh, we just, you know had our own separate interests and thought it would be fun to kind of flex a different musical muscle uh, for a bit. So that's initially was just kind of like, hey, let's go, let's write some songs and try to do something different and kind of push ourselves creatively in ways that we had done. You know, Amberlynn went been together for a long time, so I'm not saying it's just like paint by the numbers, but, you know, you get accustomed to what the Amberlynn sound is. Obviously, you, you try to grow that and you try to uh, evolve as a band, but... Uh, you know, blues talk to me was a completely different animal. Obviously, you know, I'm singing for one, which is totally was off-putting for me at the time. But you know, we're playing in a lot of low tuning, open tunings, um, and just kind of a more bluesy, uh, you know, rock and roll vibe. So, yeah, awesome. And I, I think you kind of hinted towards or alluded towards, you know, not that you ever don't enjoy playing, you know, your music or whatever, but like you said, you know, Amberlynn's been around for so long, you get kind of in that that trench, if you will, where it's, okay, I'm playing the same thing all the time, what if I branch out, you know, like, how do I stay creative or, or you know, evolve a little bit? So that's really cool that you guys kind of recognize that. Yeah. That. I mean, as much as we could be creative within Amberlynn, there's still, you couldn't really get that far outside of the box that you would build yourself, otherwise you alienate your fans. You know what I mean? It's not like all of a sudden the ambulance could start doing metalcore. You know what I mean? People would be like, what the hell is this? You know? And even on the flip side, you couldn't do like, you know, a lot of us have a lot of dark wave influences and and those kind of artists that we're into. We couldn't just put out a synth-heavy, you know, minimal guitar record. People would be like, this is an Amberlynn. So you're kind of, you know, you have to operate kind of within the boundaries that you created for yourself. So, you know, loose talk for us is definitely 
a freeing, like, hey, what, if we could start over, what would you want to do? You know, if you could just have a blank slate, you know, what's the, what would be the blueprint? So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's great. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that comes too with as long as Amberlynn's been around, you know, on tour, you have that set of, you know, five or six songs that you know you're going to play every night because they're the fan favorites. So, you know, again, breaking out and, and being able to play something new to, to keep yourself kind of sane in the, the music industry. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like you said, you know, this is definitely a, a different sound than Amberlynn. Um, some different, you know, dynamics within it, uh, things like that. If you were to compare yourself or, you know, pull the, like, Spotify, if you like this, you know, like, what three bands would you say um, that kind of fan base is probably looking like? For Loose Talk? Yes. Um, um, you know, uh, we're trying to just kind of be a rock and roll band, so there's a million, just, I mean, we, we pull from a lot of different influences there, but uh, bands that I kind of respect just doing that vibe would be like a Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, uh, Older Black Keys. Uh, there's a band that's kind of newer, uh, at least gaining some traction. They're called All the Witches. I really like, I really respect the way that they approach stoner rock, if you will, but they, it's just a good, their own modern take on that genre of music. So, you know, we kind of fall somewhere between when people ask me and they're not really that, I wouldn't say musical, that music is savvy, I would say we're somewhere between Black Sabbath and the Black. Nice, nice. Uh, so the new single, uh, Iron Heel, it's been out a little while now, I guess, but a um, couple weeks or so. How would you say, you know, obviously the reaction that you're getting, but um, kind of the, the mentality going into being a little more, politically driven, a little more vocal about the, the world views? Uh, I would feel about it. Um, you know, like, we're not an overtly political band, you know, we're not trying to be anti-flag, but, you know, we, we definitely, I think, touch on some subjects that are important to Deanna and myself as the main lyrics, uh, lyric writers, and, uh, you know, we just kind of riff off of things we've experienced or things that we've witnessed in other people's lives or things that are important to us. So, you know, at the time that that song was written, that was something that we were talking about uh, on a daily basis of just kind of frustrations with, you know, the political system in the U.S. and the current administration and just kind of a, a, a floundering and a flailing that we had noticed and really, you know, ultimately just a... What's the word? You know, I try not to get too verbose about it. I try not to offend other people, but yeah, we just had a kind of frustration with what we were witnessing, kind of on a daily basis, uh, uh, on a daily basis, uh, kind of two days of the presidency, and just you know what we thought was the I, the ideal of America. So, right. But as a whole, you know, we don't. That's probably the, one of the only political songs we have. It's not just. It's not like the. You know, soapbox. Right. About the flag that we're trying to fly. Yeah, yeah. Not dropping yourself into that that cube of if you pick up the album, this is the only thing you're going to hear, and it's the old right. school like anti-establishment type of feel for sure. Sure. Yeah. So, um, 
one of the big things you know that we that the site focuses on with you make the scene um we talk a lot about you know mental health awareness um you know especially in the music industry because i think especially over the last few years i i know you've obviously seen it as well where the people that you don't expect chester bennington and and some of these people that seem so happy you know and then, yeah, yeah yeah so um I know, you know, with Amberlynn, you guys did a lot of work with, like, to write Love on Her Arms and, and things like that. Um, how would you say that you guys approach, you know, kind of keeping your heads within the, the music industry, which is unfortunately a very negative space a lot of times? Um, you know, it's tough. I've, we both, Dion and I, have both been doing this, like I said, two decades as a career, you know, Dropped out of college, never went to college, you know, kind of like fought tooth and nail to get to a point of where we could call this a job. But, you know, the, the tough part about being an artist and being a musician is that the only real consistency as far as that we've achieved or experienced is inconsistency. And, uh, you know, it's just an up and down, you know, in a, in a normal, in the normal world, you go to a job, you do the best you can. You get promoted, you know, if, if you're a great employee in the music industry, it doesn't really work that way. It's kind of just kind of, it's up in the air. It can be very fickle, which can be very trying on you mentally. You know, there's a lot of, I've, you know, even personally, once Amber Lynn went on the hiatus that we did and we were starting over with these talk, there was a lot of self-doubt and just a lot of flailing of like, what are we doing? You know, am I... Am I done? Should I move on to something else? You know, is, is this good? Is this not good? You know, it's like you just kind of feel lost sometimes. But um, I don't know. You, you stay grounded by with the people that you surround yourself with, you know, your loved ones and, and the friends that you maintain in your life. And, you know, it's not the be-all, end-all. You know, I, I went and worked at a motorcycle dealership for a year and a half. And, you know, part of me was like, I could do that for the rest of my life, and I'm fine. You know, it's not, it doesn't necessarily define who you are as a person. You know, it's something that you do and it is a passion. And a lot of times you're very blessed to be able to pursue that passion and even call that your career. But you, you, don't, you don't have to be defined by that. You know, I'm not Christian from Amberlynn. I just thought that's so much more than, uh, to me than, than the fact that I've been in the band that I've been in. You know, it's been amazing for sure. And I'm very grateful for that. And I want to keep playing, you know. Everybody wants to be the Rolling Stones and do it until you're freaking a thousand years old. But, you know, realistically, that's not in the cards for everybody. So, you know, you got to take the, the good with the bad, and there's a lot of bad, but a lot of times, you know, you're getting to experience a lot of things that a lot of people don't get to experience. So, yeah, uh, yeah just, it's yeah. just staying relative and keeping perspective. You know, I think it's, it's a healthy mindset to have. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, one of the big things that I've kind of, you know, gotten to talk to some artists about and things like that is the difference in the dynamic. Like you say, everybody would love to, you know, be the Rolling Stones and play for 50 years, 60 years, whatever they're at now. Um, but with with the birth of the Internet and just social media and everything, there's it feels like there's so much more negativity out there. It's easy to get drugged down because... It's just in your face, whereas, you know, back when the, the Stones were going, at, at their peak, you if you will, it was newspaper right. and magazine. So you didn't have as, as much of that. And I think that's, you know, kind of one of the keys is, um, 
staying in front of the the fan base, you know, to, for the longevity, staying in front of the fan base, and um, just being authentic, you know. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Social media has put us in a very strange place as a society. It's something that I've actually talked to my siblings about. I have an older brother. He's seven years older than me, and I've got a couple siblings that are younger than me, and we talk about that on the, on the Reds, about how toxic it can be. It just, you know, it's like every everybody now is, has access to everybody else, so... You know, and there's some just people that are miserable. So yeah. if you're going to take their opinion, you know, obviously that would be, you know, that could be devastating to somebody. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it's happened to me in the past sometimes, you know, but where I've made a post on Anne Berlin and I'll be responding and someone will get really negative and I start, you know, not trying to be combative, but at some point it starts getting so toxic and I, and I have to say to them, like, you know, you're talking to another human being here, right? Like, it's my, it can be mind blowing sometimes. So. Yeah, and I, I think that's something that either people forget or whatever when they're online. It's at the other side of the, the screen. You know, there's another person. It's I think easy for a lot of people to get lost in. Oh, this isn't even really the band replying or whatever. Like, no, this yeah. is this is a human. You know. Well, there's no real consequences or repercussions to say whatever you want to any yeah. stranger on the internet. You, know I mean? you wouldn't go up to someone on the street. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. someone, someone wouldn't be at an Amber Lynn show and like say the things that they've said to my face. Unlike, it's unlikely, maybe if you're not. But like, <laughs> you know, the internet's a place where you can just say whatever you want. It's like you're a totally, you know, incognito, if you will. Or, yeah. Yeah, it's that that mask of anonymity where the yeah. likelihood of you being able to find out who they are is very small so they almost feel protected I guess to just spout off yeah. whatever they want to spout off yeah yeah so but you gotta shrug that stuff off you're right right and I forget I was talking to somebody about a year ago um, as like Instagram was really starting to blow up and we, we were talking about that about just you know kind of like you said if you were to run into me on the street, would you say those same things? Like, either would you have the balls to do it, or as a human being, would you would you just openly say that to someone else? No. Right. Slap in the face. <laughs> right. Exactly, and that's what you know. Like you said, there's no consequences if if you could just yeah. hit the you know the return key and they get smacked in the mouth for saying it. They'd probably not say as much of it. So. Um, I think that's an important thing, you know, going back to the mental health thing, too, is keeping all that stuff in focus and kind of in perspective that just because some jackass across the world made some comment, that that's not always a true reflection of you or, um, you know, no. of your heart. No bearing on your life, really. Right, right. Um, so with, uh, with Loose Talk... You guys are gearing up to release the sophomore EP uh, coming out in 2020. Do you have a kind of a, a soft date on that? Um, you know, a plan as far as the, the releases go? Uh, so we're pretty much have a new EP finished. Obviously, Iron Heel was the, the lead single, if you will. Mm-hmm. That's what people do these days. Right. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we have one song left that's literally in the mixing process right now. And then after that, you know, the mastering just takes a couple of days. And, you know, turnaround for vinyl is generally about 
two months ish. So or like five to six, six to eight weeks, something like that. Yeah. So you know, hope, hopefully within this week, I was just texting my buddy who who is our who does a lot of our mixes, and he you know he's really close on the on the final mix. So once that's done, obviously we're in the holidays, so we'll kind of see how that goes. But you know, we're hoping for a late. I mean, it's looking like January is probably off the table, but maybe mid February, late February, release of an EP. Um, and a record final to go along with that. We're going to put both EPs on the vinyl and make it basically a record. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. just keep just keep writing and trying to be a band, get on tours. You know, I think right now that we're in the process. You know, we started this thing a few years ago, but we, you know, transitioning out of Anne Berlin. Uh, you know, life kind of got in the way of loose stock for a minute. You right. know, I got back in acceptance to work on a record. Um, Dion had a kid and, and got a job. I ended up getting a job. And so we kind of just had to be able to do loose talk when we had the extra time, which is not a lot when you're a grown ass man and working a job, you know, nine to five. Right. So we're now at a place where we can kind of just focus on the band a little more and at least start showing people like, yo, this, this is not just like something we're tinkering on. And it's not just like a side project that we're not trying to play like do we're only going to do here and there. It's like, this is something we really want to pursue. If anything, at this point, Amber Lynn is a side project because, you know, Amber Lynn is ish back together, but, you know, we're only going to be touring here and there and maybe, you know, we've talked about writing music, but that is not, a, that's not a main priority. Other people have a lot of other things and circumstances in their personal lives right now. So we're not trying to do Amber Lynn full time. So, you know, that'll just kind of be here and there when it kind of works with everyone's schedules at our own convenience. So in the interim, you know, Dion and I definitely believe in Lustock. I think, you know, I really like what we're doing and we're only getting better the more that we work on it. So we're just going to keep writing songs and, and trying to grow the band. Yeah, and I, Which is I, why we're talking to you. Right, right, for sure. And I appreciate that. Um, and I think that's kind of a, a another big point is, you know, it is a new project. You know, being a, a side project, there's countless bands that have done it where fans sit there and go, well, why isn't there more music from this band or, you know, this, this project? And it's like, well, cause we were doing other stuff, you know, like we couldn't focus on this. And now that it is, it, it's almost, it's one of those, it puts you in a weird spot where it's like, man, we had such a, a great following with Amberlynn and now we're almost building it back from scratch because the name recognition only yeah. came so far. So, um, which yep. I think, you know, it, to some degree probably adds a little excitement to the project, right? Like, being able to see what you can create within it. Yeah, I mean it's it's weird. It's refreshing starting over. You know, well not refreshing, but it's just exciting. You know, to just kind of make your own rules and you write your own story. Um, but you know, it's also terrifying because you are just starting over. So right. <laughs> you know, a lot of these things. You know, just because we were in Amberlynn, like you're saying, does not guarantee that now all of a sudden we stock. You know. If you look at Amberlynn's whatever Facebook page, we have seven hundred thousand or whatever, however many likes. Like that does not mean that those then transition over to Lustock. Lustock is not Amberlynn, even though you know we are two members of Amberlynn. It's a totally separate band. You know, people that you know, I know a lot of people that like Amberlynn probably just want to support Lustock because they like us and they they like the music as well. But some people, you know, probably don't care for it because it doesn't sound anything like Amberlynn. You know, yeah. like I don't really like the blues or whatever. So. Yeah, and I think, you know, for me, one of the, the good examples of that is um, 
Ryan Key from Yellow Card. You know, he started his solo project when the band kind of broke up this this last time and called it quits. And it's like he went from, like you said, look at their Facebook, several million followers and, and all this to a couple hundred thousand tops. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. just to see that kind of free fall. And then he went from, again, headlining and whatnot to opening for bands. So, um, yeah. he, and he said similar where, you know, it's kind of that just because people knew who I was – doesn't mean they know who I am, you know, for, for what I'm trying to do in the future. And I think that's a, a big thing for a lot of fans, too, that, like you said, you know, hey, I'm a fan of Amberlynn. I thought I'd check you out. It's not really my thing. Okay, we're not going to be for everybody. Yeah. You know, that's not a problem. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So um, any plans for music videos, which, you know, obviously cost money and it's early in the, the new stage, if you will. We but, did. We did a lyric video, a hybrid lyric video, if you will, for Iron Heel. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's online right now. Um, I mean, I'm open to it. Actually, my buddy that made that video is a good friend of mine that's a videographer. I've worked with him a few times with Acceptance, and he did stuff for my wedding. And <laughs> <laughs> he works in the boxing world now, but he actually reached out to me recently and was just like, hey, man, I'm going to have to open time, you know, if you have any more ideas and want to, like, he's like, I'm trying to, on my schedule so we're we're open to that I mean it's just budget this band is we're totally independent so you know it's just Dion and I blazing our own trail right now blowing in our own sails so we're I'm into it but we just kind of have to figure out finances and right and all that kind of good stuff and how it comes along with starting a business <laughs> yeah absolutely and that, that's something that you know again I don't think a lot of fans see that side of it always that it's yeah it's a band it's a creative project but it's also a business you guys are your own accountants and especially in this case where you're not backed by capital records or anybody yeah um you know you're no. anything we've done that's come out of our own pocket so, yeah so you know, if you bought a shirt like i had to buy you know you got to buy those things at bulk so you're you're on the hook for however much plus you know any mixing all that kind of stuff pressing vinyl all of it well, it all costs money, and not just, you know, right now, it's just coming out of our pocket, so. Yeah, and I, I think that's... But that's called starting a business. Right, right, and Ish. I think that's um, kind of goes into, I interviewed uh, MC Lars back on Warp Tour a few years ago, and, you know, he's a like a nerdcore hip-hop artist, and he said that it was really interesting to me. He was with... Um, Oh, Josh Eppard from uh, Coheed and Cambria, the drummer, does a, a little rapping on the side. But they were talking about how nowadays you don't make music to make money. You make T-shirts to make money or you make, you know, the different merch. And I thought that was really interesting that, you know, a lot of people don't even think about that. They think, oh, you get a song on the radio, you're probably starting to pull in a lot of royalties or whatever. That's not the way that musicians get paid really anymore. That that part of the industry is kind of dead. But getting out yeah. to shows, buying tickets, on the artists, and, really. Yeah. I mean, if you're a pop artist, of course you're making you're making a dent from everywhere. But you right. know, most bands, you know, Amberlynn always said it was tickets and T-shirts. Really, that was kind of like that's what floated the boat. Yeah. And you know, you got residuals from record sales, but you know that that kind of tapered off. You know, with with the advent of all the streaming. You know, first of all, pirating and now even streaming, you know, you're getting fractions of cents when you get plays, which is fine. That's just the way that it is right now. The market works. But, 
really the you know most bands that I know at the level that Anne Berlin toured at was it was really just tickets selling tickets to concerts and selling your merchandise really is what kind of kept us going kept gas in the tank. Yeah, and I mean, I remember, like I said, however long ago that that Amberlynn and Bayside show was in in Indy. Like, I think that they may have had a merch guy that was helping out, but he was also like maybe the guitar, you know, the guitar tech or whatever. And it's like, I remember seeing the bands pull boxes out of the the van. Like, they didn't have the tour bus or whatever. It's it's them, a van, a trailer. Like, you guys are are out there busting your ass, you know. It, it's not just a let's get up on stage and party for a half hour. It's okay. I've got somebody's got to take the first shift of driving for the next town. Who's got the the order like you were saying for t-shirts? That's got to come out of our pockets. So, um, you know, managing that the real business side of it um, is something that I don't think a lot of fans either know about or take into you know take into consideration when they're doing things like pirating music back in the Napster days, especially. Um, and yeah. with Spotify, I mean, what do you get per play? It's like point oh 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 one cent or something silly, you know. So yeah, yep. It, it's crazy, and you know they wonder. A lot of people wonder why certain bands have so many T-shirt designs, or why they cost so much, or whatever. And it's like, well, that's that's their paycheck, and like you said, you're uh-huh. paying for that all out of out of your pocket in bulk. So okay, I'm out. $1,500 for buying this print, I have to make my money back. So, yeah, it's going to be 20 bucks a shirt or whatever. So it's yeah. it's interesting, you know, when you're talking to someone, especially like in your your current position where you're back to that, that DIY, truly doing it yourself with it um, and putting it in perspective for, for people that, you know, playing the song on Spotify is nice, but getting out to the show and, and buying merch is just mm-hmm. 10 times better, you know? It's more than 10 times yeah. better. <laughs> so that's, that's the important stuff. Yeah. But it's good. I mean, it's, it's exciting. It's stre- it can be stressful for sure. But, yeah. you know, being independent, you're beholden to no one, so you, you get to make your own decision when you want to make them and why you, you, know, why you want to make them. So that part's great, but, you know, yeah. It's right. tough, but... We keep doing it because we love it. So, yeah, yeah, and I think, like you just said, I was going to say, like you just said, where like you don't have the record label necessarily, you know, pressing on you that hey, this next song needs to be this style. We really need this from you. Whatever. It's like, well, I'm going to make what I want to make right now. So I think that's cool yeah. and, and kind of freeing that you know you whatever yeah. the idea is, you guys can just when you have money and time, obviously hit the studio and, and record whatever you guys feel and get to be more kind of just more real with the music versus some of the pop stars. Like you were, you know, kind of alluding to where cool. You're, you're making music that you probably didn't even write or lyrics that you didn't write. So how genuine is the the song or the feeling that you're trying to portray? Uh, exactly. Um, so almost done here. A uh, couple of last questions. Any plans for, for tour? I know obviously you said that you guys are, uh, finishing up the EP and trying to get all that squared away. Um, but it, as far as with loose talk, any plans for, for touring or anything early next year? Uh, I mean, we'd love to, we're open to it. Um, uh, you know, we've got nothing on the calendar, you know the game. The name of the game right now is just been trying to trying to get 
band a little more established to even be able to get on tours. So, yep. or at least to have that kind of a, a draw to other bands, you know, because before this, it was like maybe, maybe Loose Talk played four or five shows a year. So, you know, from a, from an outside perspective, you wouldn't have looked at what Dion and I were doing and said, that's an active band. So we're now trying to like, with the new release of the EP, you know, at least, you know, we're trying to get the ball actually rolling and yeah, we'd love we'd love the tour next year. You know, Amberlynn will probably do some, a little more touring next year. But I mean, that that's ultimately the end game because, like we're saying, that's how the that's how we're going to take money. So right. we we definitely are ready to hit the road again. Awesome. Um, where can that? how much merch do you guys have? You know, like what's the plan for that? Is there a, do you have like a big cartel store or anything like that that you guys are running right now? Yep, we have a band camp um, where you can get the merch. We have a website you can go to, loosedockmusic.com. That should link you to our merch store. We have uh, a few different shirt designs. And, uh, you know, as time goes on, we'll, we'll keep adding to that, you know, with the vinyl. And as we go towards the release of a record, we'll probably add more items as well. Uh, Dion's a great designer. We have a lot of contacts, obviously, through all the years of Amberlynn. So whatever we want to add into that shopping cart, you know, we'll, we'll do, but once again, it's going to take money. So, um, these are things we're, we'll, we'll approach as we get closer to the release of the record, but we are definitely well aware that, you know, that's it. Those are important things to have. Yeah. And so I, we got a few merchants. I think, I think they're pretty sick. Yeah. And I, I think that's, you know, I came up through the like pop punk scene, the, the old school, Bayside's Amberlin's, you know, kind of that emo phase and all that. And that, mm-hmm. There were several, and to this day, I guess there are still times that I'll go to a show and somebody's wearing a shirt, and I'm like, "Who the hell's that band?" Like, and that you know sparks me to, to check it out. So I'm always a fan of you know when when kids or or whatever are out there, kind of repping the, the bands that they like because you never know. Yeah, yeah, and you never know. Like just in passing, you may walk past somebody in a Walmart, and they're going to be like, "What what's loose talk?" And start googling it, and oh, yeah. you may have just hit somebody else in, into the. The, the team there so um oh, yeah. so, <laughs> right yeah and that, that's you know think about apple it doesn't even have that's to important. say apple anymore you just see that logo and you know exactly what it is so um yes, absolutely you know it's about kind of getting in front of people so um that's pretty much everything i've got anything you want to say to to any you know new fans old amberlynn fans acceptance fans anything like that as far as you know Kind of, we've talked about your vision and, and plan, but just kind of, um, I guess, what you'd like to say to them for the the moving forward for the future. Uh, I'd like to thank you for your time, and I'd just say to any you know current fans or anybody new that's listening, just you know, we're we are Dion and I are very grateful for the time we've been given. You know, we are very passionate about um, music and, and writing and, and trying to be as creative as we can. And, you know, we'd love people to just give it a shot. I get it. Like, it's a little more niche than, you know, some different genres might be. But, you know, I think we really back what we're doing. We just really enjoy and appreciate any support from everybody. So, thank you, man. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. And we'll uh, definitely, you know, have links in the, the podcast and everything for you guys. We'll, we'll try to push your music as much as we can as well. Awesome. I appreciate your time. Awesome. Thanks, man. Hey, have a good night. You too.
And that was our interview with Christian from the band Loose Talk. Would love to hear your guys' feedback on that. Um, also, you know, I want to say huge thanks to Christian. Um, he's currently down in Florida doing band rehearsals and stuff like that and actually had just finished a band rehearsal and jumped on the phone to do that interview with me. So really appreciate it, um, you know, taking the time out for that. So would love to hear your guys' feedback on the interview. Also would love to hear your feedback on the band and this music video. The video is for the song called Iron Heel. It's in the description below. Links to all their social medias are in the description below, as well as their website and merch store. As we talked about in that interview, um, you know, obviously listening to the music is is important. You know, as many people that listen to it as they can and get the name out there and everything, that's obviously huge for them. But so is buying merch. Um, these guys are are spending a lot of money out of their own pockets to make the prints and to do the recordings and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, any support you can give them by buying a T-shirt or whatever is huge, and I know that they're going to appreciate that as well. Next week is our Christmas episode, so I'm still going to have everything posted on Wednesday next week. Um, We will definitely have an episode for you guys. I think I'm going to do a mental health uh, awareness episode Um, Mental health awareness, especially around the holidays, is huge. Um, The holidays can be very, very hard for someone that's struggling, and it can actually be more impactful when someone reaches out to them around that time. So um, might have a special guest on that episode. Don't have everything ironed out for it exactly yet, but um, yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really good episode and, and all of that. So That's all I've got for you guys this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Give us a like, a follow, a share. Um, Leave comments, you know, the the whole nine yards. Uh, We'd love to hear from you and, and hope that you enjoy what we've done so far. So remember, guys, you make the scene.